Good morning. Good morning. Tony, do you fancy a brew? Ah, I'd love one. Whack the kettle on. Welcome, welcome back to the Anti Coffee Coffee Club Secret Subscriptions. We're this is week two. Week two. Coffee number two. If you're working with another coffee just now, stop it. Yeah. This is week two coffee only. Um, hope you enjoyed week one. Uh, what did we... Oh, we better not spoil it because in case what if people are working the wrong way around. It was, okay. it was delightful. It was a wonderful coffee. I was thrilled by it. Well documented. Thrilled by it. <clears throat> What's happening this week, Ray? I'm brewing. I'm guessing. I'm guessing I'm brewing then. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to brew with... This week I've just gone old school blunt force trauma French press. Love it. Um, I feel like that's my that's just my go to. Is that what you do at home? I'm like? just like you guys. I'm just like you. <laughs> one of you. I'm just one of you. Just happen to be a coffee genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's just for me. I think French press is the most social way to have coffee in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's arguably the most relaxed way to have coffee. If you're not too, if you're not too like bogged down in, uh, <laughs> you know, things like extraction, <laughs> making it taste good, <laughs> then, oh yeah, it's just, you know, you can brew a litre of coffee, you can share that with a partner, with a friend, at a social distance, um, and you can come back to it, you know, you can have a cup and then 20 minutes later, have another cup. Yeah. We I, I just like that. I think we baristas tend to enjoy a bit of a performative aspect of brewing, don't we? And I quite like the French press because it's not as performative. You you don't watch someone and be like, how like how oh, they're like doing swirls yeah. with the kettle. Like, yeah, yeah, there's no the opportunity <laughs> for flair. Yeah. Although just you wait until I get in the brew zone. Well, I think it's, it's somehow <laughs> it suits it suits you because <laughs> not because you don't know how to make coffee because it's but simple <laughs> and it's basic, <laughs> but it gives you opportunity to talk. And when you're in the in with customers, you have chat with the customers. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. No one I've ever seen before. Thanks. Like I think you're the only person that talked about your dog's anal glands <laughs> to a customer. <laughs> no. Oh yeah. Um, I did do that. Though. You did do that. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it gives you an opportunity to entertain, doesn't it? It's not It's not like, oh, watch how I do all this mm. nice. I, I would also caveat that with the coffee that I've chosen, oh. I think is very well suited to this brew method. That's a clue. So that is, I think it is a little bit of a clue. Is it? Yeah. Um, so you're brewing and I'm guessing this week, so you're going to, I'm going to try and pick up on everything that you're saying. Every little thing I say and thing. don't say. Don't say. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, yeah. So that's what I've chosen. Okay. Relatively simple. Also, I think most people have a French press. Yeah. It's kind of like your starter pack when you have when you're buying shit for the kitchen. Yeah. It's like some sort of coffee making contraption. Yeah. Plus, if you don't have one and you want one, 
you can pause this episode and like literally go to Asda and get one for like 12 quid. My main problem with a French press is cleaning it. That's the only thing that puts me off from using a French press often. With a V60 or some sort of filler paper, you just can yeah. put the filler paper in your compost. Whereas you're uh, you like cleaning, unscrewing the metal filter and mm. like doing all that. That's the only thing that I find a bit annoying. So I've got a trick for that. Oh, hit me. So what you do is you make your French press and you just leave it on the side of the sink and then Shan does it. <laughs> Uh, no, so what we do is a- another little bit of hot water, agitate the grounds, and then they go down the toilet. Doesn't look the best, but that gets rid of the grounds. So the grounds, that's your problem solved. Nice. Then unscrew, just keep the screw at the side, the little bolt. Oh, yeah. Don't want to lose I'm that. sorry, I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I, like I give it a little bit of a soak. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, it does involve a little bit of scrubbing, but... It's, it's worth it, isn't it? Plus, this this one is in two bits. Well, it's actually in like five bits, but the the carafe bit of it and the, the metal bit, the giraffe <laughs> bit, they come apart. So you have to kind of take them apart and dry them both separately. And you kind of want it bone dry before it goes in the back in the cupboard. Bet you didn't think the Some podcast pretty, would be this exciting. Pretty exciting <laughs> uh, stuff for you guys about cleaning. We've nailed it is that it's paved the way for a lot of chat and yeah. i think that's 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 where i that's where i like to be yeah in the chat zone you may be not in the chat zone but you can head over to the brew zone todd you're in the brew zone i'm in the brew zone fully in it what have you got with you Right, the setup is really simple. One French press, one scale, which I'm just trying to set up. Speaking about how I feel like I can just feel that I'm getting a wee bit older and technological things are just a wee bit more difficult. Yeah. Right, you Especially the scales. Tap it once. Tap the on button. There we go. That's all I want. Just, that's it. Eleni, my partner, you, mm-hmm. you know her. I know her, yeah. <laughs> uh, if she had a superpower... It would be to be able to weigh things with her hands. She's ah. a baker, so it's like... It's quite specific. Yeah, but it's a good superpower, isn't it? You could take a dump and then be like, this dump weighs 300 grams. I now weigh one kilo less. <laughs> that took a turn, didn't it? We went did. straight from cleaning aer- uh, French press to taking a dump in your hands. She doesn't listen to this podcast anyway, so... I don't know anyone that does. <laughs> what else have I got? I've got a kettle. Yep. I've got my coffee. That's, that's like the coffee that oh, you've yeah. got at home. It's in a tin, so Todd's just like you. He's got I'm just the same as you guys. I just happen to be a coffee genius. Uh, and I've got a grinder. So grinder. first things first, weigh the coffee and grind it. Grinding, you know what I keep in a line Better stay in line with. You see it like me shining. Grinding. I'm just going, I don't know if I mentioned this. Old school. Full bean. <laughs> just going to brew it without grinding it. What does ATR stand for on the scale? All terribly... Real. Real. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going 
Your classic 16.6 to 1. Your classic. It's 60 grams per litre. Are you um, brewing a litre today? I'm probably not going to brew a litre. Maybe I'll brew 750 mils. Nice. In Imperial, that's like 75 gallons. 75 gallons of... Seven inches, yeah, I think. Yeah. The, um, so yeah, seven hundred and fifty mils. So a little bit of quick mass. Carry the one minus the divide. Divide. It's gonna be forty-five grams of coffee. There it is. This week, forty-five grams. So you can have two cracks at this with your hundred grams. Oh yeah. Um, also, if you're just by yourself or you don't want to brew seven hundred and fifty mils, which is quite a lot. Yeah. You could easily just go half that. Okay. Yeah. It depends on how big you. French presses, I guess, doesn't yeah. it? I think this one's like 950 dollars. Oh, is it? Please, don't do it. Please, please, don't do it. Please, don't do it. Don't put your finger on my rim. Stop it. Please, don't do it. Don't put your finger on my rim. My rim. Kettle's coming up. Let's just double check. So grind, grind setting wise. Oh yeah. That's actually good. Yeah. Um, it's it's about as coarse as you can go. Okay. You just go in good chunky bits. I just go both cannons, yeah. So yeah, you're looking at like table salt, pretty large particles. Um, cause it's just gonna sit in the coffee. You kind of, I guess you don't want too much extraction cause it's a immersion method. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, but keeping it simple, guys, I'm just like you. <laughs> so there we go, 45 grams. Ask me what I'm, ask me what I'm doing. Todd, what, what, what are you doing? So just pouring with my kettle 750 mils of water. Okay. So that's sitting on the scales. Scales, like, yeah, really get a set of scales. I think you could probably get a set on Amazon for like a tenner. Yeah. A bit of consistency is what you want when you're measuring stuff out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I'm just going to set the lid on top and set a timer for four minutes. Okay. Um, I'll set that going for you. This is exactly what I do in the kitchen. This is almost like you're in my kitchen right now. Is it? I'll tell you exactly what would be happening right now. Would yeah. Be, that's now on, sitting on the kitchen table, timer's going, and I'm into the cereal cupboard. Oh, yeah? Getting what? What's your cereal any, of choice? Any, any cereal. You name it. I've had it. <laughs> you name it, I'll eat it. Right now, I've got blueberry wheats. That's kind of like a, a um, special cereal. Yeah. And then I've got my core range. Uh, right now, there's Weetabix and cornflakes, and I like to do a combo. Do you come? I was gonna say you have to do two Weetabix and cornflakes over the top, and then you let the milk absorb into the Weetabix. By the time you hit the Weetabix, you've got a wonderful texture. Do this you is the anti coffee coffee club? <laughs> Cereal <laughs> subscriptions. <laughs> if you want any more advice about cereal, I'm your man. Don't know anyone who's eaten more cereal than me. I'm a big cereal guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. But what do you like? I like. I quite like the base cereal guy. You're pretty <laughs> hesitant about what you like, my man. Well, what do I like? I really like um, Quaker Oats. It's not cereal. It's not cereal. That's like. Oh no, not Quaker Oats. What are they called? The, the little oat, oat pillows. Oh, yeah, the puffed ones. Puffed, yeah. What yeah. Are, they? are they not from Quaker as well? They are from Quaker. The wee creepy guy in the front. Yeah. What are they yeah. called? I can forget what they're called. Yeah, they're good. I don't know if you can get them still. You can, I think you can. But, yeah, I like those, but I, uh, I've sort of gone... I like chocolate Weetabix. 
Oh yeah, they're really good, especially the mini ones. They're they're a little bit sweeter than the big ones. Almost as good as crack. <laughs> yeah. Then Weetos is like a, a oh, really yeah. late to the party with Weetos, but I had Weetos during lockdown. Nice, they were very good. We had this cereal, which I'm sure is probably it's probably taken like six months off my life. It's cinnamon French toast crunch oh. from uh, a cool. shop in Glasgow that does like American snacks and oh. goodies there or something else. I, like I didn't look at the ingredients and I'm not, I mean, yeah. I probably it's a little vice, isn't it? See, like I was, when I was younger, I loved Golden Grahams and Cinnamon Grahams. Yeah. Like, like, that's so good. But I sort of, recently I've got put off super sweet cereal. I think because I think it's unhealthy, but I just love it. I'm not gonna buy some cereal. I think even me. the even the cereal that is supposed to be healthy is not healthy. No, see, I started eating a bit of bran flakes. I do like something a bit heartier. You like a mature cereal? I'd, I've gone into the mature cereals recently. What about the niche? Do you like a grape nut? What's a grape? Nut? Ah, you're not really a cereal guy. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, grape nuts—they're like tiny little hard balls of bran. This is a niche cereal. Chat. Who makes them? I can't tell you the answer to that because okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it. But basically, they're so they're so dense as a cereal that you can only have like three centimeters or an imperial that's like forty five ounces <laughs> in your bowl because you can't you couldn't have a normal full size bowl because oh, really? you would never get through it and and they don't absorb milk well they ha- they've got a really um, LAR for a cereal low absorption rate. So they they take ages to absorb the milk. So it's not only until your last like four or five mouthfuls, you've got okay. a really nice texture. But before that, it's all crunch. Nice. All right, you're you're more of a cereal. What, you're a cereal. That's what I was trying guy. to get. That's what I was trying to get at, Tony. That's four minutes. Okay, thanks. Again, four minutes. Four minutes. Ten seconds. Not worried. Not worried. If your cereal chat carries on a little bit too long. What about Crunchy Bran? Crunchy Bran. I'm keen on yeah. that. They're the little the little sc- scoops. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. I like those because that's like the crossover between healthy and sweet. Because they are quite sweet, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they're really good. Do I, you have a favourite cereal, guys? If you do, we don't care. <laughs> I, I know them all. I've, I've eaten them all, so we're not interested. Right, time to pour. Now, this is where things get a wee bit interested and okay. maybe a little bit hectic. Yeah. Oh, no, but in fact, I can just decant it all. But if yep. you're doing this in the kitchen, here's all you need to do. Instead of plunging which is so tempting when you see something that looks like that. Oh, yeah. With its plunger just ready to be plunged. You want to perform a gestalt and complete the action, but you can't. So what to do is just sit the, the metal filter just sitting on top of the bed of coffee, and then all you do is hold that, don't plunge, hold the top, and just pour straight into your cup. Wow. No plunging. Don't plunge. This is revolutionary. I've never seen this being done before. I've stolen this from uh, James Hoffman. Without a little ugliness, there can be no beauty. If everything you drink is special, then nothing is special. And I I needed that context. I think we all need that context. And yeah, we might wake up, brew coffee and think, ah, maybe lack some sweetness, maybe lacks a little complexity. But in the great scheme of things, you know, in the broad spectrum, it's amazing. And I'm not saying we shouldn't try and make coffee better. I'm not saying we shouldn't be chasing excellence. But 
it's okay to stop and just enjoy where we are sometimes. It's okay to just enjoy your morning coffee. Do you need to taste terrible things to enjoy the great things, to be reminded of what makes them special? So the normal way when you like plunge it all, yeah. you basically plunge the filter through the bed of coffee. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, you don't, but you plunge it all the way down to the bottom and then you've got, like, I guess, the fines mm. and some sediment on the bottom. So when it comes to then pouring your final cup, you carry that all in. So it's just kind of gritty, not very nice. Yeah. But this way, you're just leaving all that, like, well shy of the filter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it is a... Oh, it smells amazing. That's how I want it to smell. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to come out of the brew zone and get back into the chill zone. Come on over. Todd, welcome back to the Chill Zone. Thanks for inviting me back. It's great to be here. Always welcome. All right, straight away, I'll get my nose. Get my nose in. Get right in there. It's a lot of... It smells like coffee. Yeah. Um, I mean, the combination of brew method and origin. Okay. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. It's okay. The, the combination of the two. I'm probably not, I'm giving you everything, but I'm also giving you nothing. Oh, right. I see. I mean, there's, you're throwing a lot of big, big, bold clues out there, but you're using the French press. It's a big, bold technique. Yeah. So... All right, I'll give it a little sip and see what, what we're getting in. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you've... <sighs> what I would say is that, given it's episode two, yeah, I've, I've, I think I've given you an open goal. Okay. Um, I've made it, yeah, I've made it about as simple as I can. I thought you would actually make light work of it. Yeah. I thought you would actually just look at the grounds and be like, aye. <laughs> you just actually walk in the door and go oh you're bringing that today okay looking forward to it all right well from from first the first sip um definitely getting a lot of chocolate and some nuts going on as well like i always find it quite hard to choose nuts title of your sex tape <laughs> But I'm getting, yeah, Nutella, that's hazelnuts, isn't it? Hazelnuts, hazelnuts yeah. Nutella, yeah. yeah. So chocolatey Nutella. I mean, it's already putting me in a direction, uh, an area of the world yeah. that um, I'd imagine. And I think because of the smell and and that side of thing, I think it's going to be... Let's string it out a little bit because it's a podcast yeah. and he's well, still thinking. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like it, if that if I have that as a flavor note, I've, mm. I'm basically saying one of three things, which is either like almond, marzipan, sweetness, uh-huh. peanutty, um, dryness. Yeah, it probably is the dryness yeah. or hazelnutty Nutella. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say richness, mm-hmm. but I can't think of another word to say. You <laughs> know what I yeah. mean? Because hazelnuts is sweet, but it has a a very um, distinct 
uh, aroma. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because actually, when you think about it, when you actually tasting a nut, tasting a hazelnut, like at Christmas time, if there's a bowl of nuts, not in my household, because the wife it will literally die of anaphylaxis. But pre that, if I was ever at, at like a family gathering, there yeah. was a bowl of nuts. You know, if you taste the hazelnut, they're not great. No. I think this one's definitely on the good side of the nut. So it's not dry. It's not your dry peanut that's been touched by 50 other people in the bar. That'll never happen again. Never, that was yeah. such a pre-COVID thing. Yeah. There's a shop that I go into sometimes to drop off parcels. And let me tell you, they've got baked goods sitting in front of the till. And I, I'd, I'm, when I see the guy, I'm like, that. Ah, you don't know. You, what you, do you think this is a thing? Do you think yeah. you should be doing that? Like, it's madness. Yeah, right mad. in front of my face while I'm coughing and spluttering and <laughs> dropping my dust on them. Dropping, <laughs> dropping my human dust. <laughs> Which dust is literally skin, isn't it? Yeah. So that's just not right. No, it's not. Some people are just stuck in the past. But yeah, this this is a a decent hazelnut, chocolatey Nutella. It is Nutellery. It's got a bit of a chew to it. You know what I mean? So I'd yeah, say yeah. on that basis, like it's it's also not. Uh, it's not really clean. Do you think that's from the brew method, though? I'd say it's probably from the brew method that, that you're getting like this this decent amount of texture in the mouth. But I also think I'd say it's a natural. I gotta tell you, I can't fault your logic. Okay, it's your. This has gone exactly as I predicted it would. Well, I think you've I think you've given me a free pass on this one. To be honest, so I'm gonna. What do you think at home, listeners? Have you got it yet? Do you know? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I think I know. So let's. I think I think you know. Shall I? Should I say it already? And we can enjoy the rest of the coffee together, without using our brains. Yeah, without using our brains. You mm. don't need to be in suspense anymore about what coffee is. Yeah, go on then. See what what do you? So I think it's a uh, natural Brazilian. You made all the right moves. Nice. It was like a Sicilian open. <laughs> <laughs> a Sicilian close. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, well, like I said, it's, <clears throat> Brazils are always the easy ones to to, to get. Aren't yeah. They? Like they're they're pretty. They're bold in taste and understand yeah i always think they're just like they do exactly what they say on the thing uh, we're being quite general yeah we yeah. should maybe say that there are also like exceptionally fruity and complex brazils out there yeah but the brazils that we tend to go for are the ones that are just like fully in your face nutella yeah which is normally why you get them as uh, a a component to a blend as well right because they provide this base they're like if they're in a band they're the bass guitar and the drummer at the same time exactly they're providing the funky beats but with the 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 beat they're the setting the, the tone aren't they yeah and then if you want to add a charismatic front man maybe add a little Ethiopian in there yeah if you want to add a flautist or a string section, maybe you put in a little washed Colombian. Yeah, that's it. You Country. want some synths? 
you want some uh, Lincoln Park style uh, prod rock. What's it called? <laughs> What's that? Yeah. What's that? Uh, you know, like. Um, yeah. That stuff. Then, yeah, you know, find a, find a, a Ugandan, or a washed Ugandan. Yeah. You know? Find a. You know, take, take your pick. But yeah, as you say, solid foundation upon which to build something yeah. with a little bit more complexity. But by itself, also fantastic. such a session coffee, yeah, such definitely. a like sip sip. Don't spill the coffee, but spill the tea, my friend. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Give us all the goss. <laughs> On that, I think you could you could drink this all day. Yeah. But I wonder, Tony, for you, mm-hmm. what's your cut off? Do you have a cut off? And if so, when is it? I could. I mean, I definitely drink a lot less coffee now that I'm not working on the bar as often or at all at the moment because of closures and whatnot. Yeah. But I think, yeah, if I'm, wor- if I'm working on a, if I'm working buying a machine, then I'll be drinking coffee pretty much all day. And I, there won't really be a number cut off. And then nowadays, I'll normally try and drink my last coffee before three. Recently, we've had a really good decaf. Oh, yeah. So I have been drinking that at like eight, nine, instead of having a cup of tea in the evening. Yeah. Like I look, I drink quite a lot of Yorkshire tea. So I'll always have throughout. I like normally rather than having a coffee during the day, I'll just smash out like three or four Yorkshire teas. <laughs> but three or four Yorkshire teas <laughs> back to back. Come on, lad, line them up. <laughs> but yeah, that, I think coffee wise. I'll normally, so I'll have the coffee in the morning and then I'll go out and have another coffee somewhere else as a takeaway in a reusable cup, but as a takeaway or sit in somewhere when that's allowed again. What happens if you don't cut yourself off? Do you have the... Oh, yeah. So see, if we're in here and we'll do a cupping a bit later on, say we've been at a roast day, yeah, but we've got a bit of a tight schedule during the week and we'll do a cupping later on in the day, I'll either not be able to sleep or I'll wake up at like 11 o'clock or just before midnight, because I go to bed at seven. <laughs> like, yeah, a couple of hours after going to bed, yeah, I'll wake up and I won't. I'll be awake. For Start like, making breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Start making coffee for the next day. But that's it. at nighttime, it feels like you're awake for hours, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't have an. I've got a watch, but I haven't got an alarm clock in my bedroom, so I don't know what the time is. So it's like I feel like I've been awake for like four hours. Yeah, waiting to try and get back to sleep again. Which is such a huge waste of time, isn't it? Yeah. I, I've started, as soon as I feel like I'm I'm going to struggle to get back to sleep, I just get up. Yeah. I'm just like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. So either try and read a book or I'll, I'll remove myself from the space because I'm a considerate husband. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then I'll either try and read until I knock myself out or I'll watch something or I'll do a bit of work. You're welcome. <laughs> Getting all your orders out, all the all the cartel research for the podcast, and all that stuff, making jingles. Shad, come and listen to this. <laughs> yeah, waking Shan up at five in the morning to be like, listen. <laughs> um, yeah, but because it's the it's the worst thing to sit to to like be lying in bed and be just going over things. I don't know. I don't know whether it's a coffee related or caffeine related. It's probably a combination of that plus just a bit of anxiety. Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's it. The anxiety is so much higher in the night. 
yeah. it is during the day because you just start thinking of stupid shit as well. Don't yeah. You? Well, I do. And then it's like, well, why am I thinking about? I've also started um, like I think trigger triggering adrenaline going through my system by thinking about cycling. Oh yeah. <laughs> by thinking about uh, like routes. Because what I thought would be, oh, this will make me go to sleep if I just think. I'll just pretend that I'm cycling from here <laughs> to here. And by the time, you know, because especially familiar routes, be like, oh, by the time I get that corner, I'll be, I'll be gone. Yeah. If, I th- if I try and remember every little corner, every downhill, uphill, blah, blah, blah. But then I find myself like... <laughs> getting a PB up Crow Road. Well, no, just, just <laughs> getting like really excited about <laughs> the next time I cycle. <laughs> So in my head, when I get to certain bits, I'm like, and now I'd be out of the saddle and I'd really be like pushing hard. And then now I'd be tucked in and then this little downhill would get right into the drops and I'd really try and like peg it and then go along this flat bit. So then <laughs> in trying to put myself to sleep, I'd be like, oh God, oh God, oh God. <laughs> Checking times and be like, oh, how did I do on that? And comparing, doing a comparing contrast against different times from different uh, times of the day. But okay, the best optimal time to go out would be like nine o'clock on a Sunday morning if there's no wind. Right, okay, so the next time I'll do it. And then and the next time, I know it's five in the morning and I haven't slept for four hours. <laughs> so I've had to really curb that. <laughs> anyway, do you want to hear some, some stuff about this coffee? Yeah. So to narrow it down, uh, you're correct, it's a Brazil. You're correct, it is a natural. It's a natural yellow catuai. Ah. So just one uh, varietal. Nice. Well, I, I don't know whether that also lends itself just to like a very direct flavour profile. Mm, very, like, does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the farm is called Sitio Pinhalgino, uh-huh. which is uh, Brazilian Portuguese. Okay. For the pin... Against the side of a mountain. I don't actually know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. It, it is at high altitude, okay. 1,200 meters. So it's not super high for, if you think of like um, or some Ethiopian lots that are like 2,000 meters above yeah. sea, sea level. It's 1,200 meters. I guess for Brazil, it's, that's, yeah. Like Brazil also produces a lot of Robusta, which grows at below 600 yeah, meters. Yeah, so yeah. I guess for Brazil, that's probably high. Yeah, that's high. When we talk about clear line of sight, mm-hmm. farmer to consumer, let me give you a name. Sergio Luis Ricetto. He is the, the man. Okay. When it comes to Sitio Pinhalgino, as with a lot of other coffee-growing countries, they're battling climate change. They're battling quite challenging conditions. Um, he's got a 13-hectare farm. Um, one. But he is uh, like managing to navigate things like drought through processing his coffee naturally, so it doesn't mm. take as much water. So he's able to mitigate some of the risk of like, or mitigate some of the problems that come from climate change. Yeah. But obviously, on a short-term basis, because it's not going away. Yeah, I wonder so what. Turn your tap off for sure. But I mean, <laughs> enjoy your coffee, guys. <laughs> it's lovely. No guilt. No guilt. Um, but this one's this one's different. This one's a good one, right? We don't buy from bad guys. In terms of our sourcing, yeah. Yeah. Like it's that's we don't actually know another way to source. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> if we wanted to do it the underground cheaper way, like I don't know where we'd start. <laughs> We're already so deep in with our like trusted green bean brokers. She's short of going to origin ourselves and hammering people using Courtney as muscle to be like, ah, you better give me it for fifty pence a kilo or see that. 
big guy there. He's going to squash you. <laughs> That's um, what you normally do in business meetings, don't you? So we do with all our wholesale customers. That's how you get them to order from you. Just you, take Courtney along. When they, if anybody asks for a discount, I say, see, because you've asked for a discount, it's a pound more expensive. <laughs> and then I just point, but then I just point at Courtney, and he just looks at them, and then they pay. So. Yeah. So there you go. Brazil coffees. Lovely. They're. How would you describe them? Can't you described it well, actually. Can't do without like them. The bass player yeah, and the, the drummer combined. Yeah, I think they just. I don't drink Brazilian coffees that often, because I like the variety that there is mm. with other stuff. But every time I get back to having a Brazilian, I'm always like, yeah, yeah, solid. And that one's and like you say, there are. I mean, like we say, we're doing a bit of injustice to the varieties there are in Brazil. Two chocolatey Brazilians don't taste like each other. Yeah. Two Brazilians that both taste of Nutella have variety yeah. in them as well. So there's there's definitely a big variety in, in mm. even coffees with a similar flavour yeah. profile, there's still differences. And there are also farmers making effort to experiment with processes yeah. um, and bring new things to the table. Like definitely. we had so was a couple one? of years ago now from Proud Mary. Yeah. A mad Brazil. Yeah. I think it was a natural but it was just the, the like it was almost like the characteristics of of what you say is like a standard Brazil, mm-hmm. but then just with a sprinkle of like florals and yeah. fruit on top. That was really special. Yeah, yeah. It's funny in a world where people are always trying to review things and which what's the best, what's yeah. the best best. I think when it comes to coffees, comparing coffees from the same origin is where it ends. Yeah, yeah. because I don't think you can compare. A coffee from Rwanda to a coffee from Honduras. You can, but you're you're not doing it on a on a level playing field. Or not not to, to level playing field suggests that one is better than like uh, one yeah. is already better okay. than the other. But like you're not using the same. It's like it's like comparing um, apples and oranges, or I, I don't know. It's like it's comparing like, an egg to a. Um, a piece of cheese. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it's it. that old saying, isn't it? <laughs> it's the egg or the cheese. It's uh, you're like uh, <laughs> the egg or the cheese. But it's like yeah, you, it depends on your expectations of what you it, like. It's all about expectations, yeah. isn't it? So if you expecting your coffee to be fruity, you know, if yeah. if there's a Rwandan and a Honduras on the table, and you want, you're thinking, oh, this coffee, I want it to be fruity, then the Honduran is going to disappoint you. Whereas if you think I want to have this, then yeah, the other way around. But yeah, just depends on what what you're expecting and what you want, yeah. and then you can choose. So the same, like I guess the way to navigate that is to just drink everything. Don't be so up yourself. Yeah, get over yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's just coffee. <laughs> uh, on that note, yep. Nice. Thanks. Good guessing. Congrats. Thanks for the coffee. It was delicious. In my pleasure, and um, we shall see you at another time. Yeah. Look out for the next coffees coming in the post.
heaven.